which seems like it's lasted forever, and it seems like it just started, right? About radical hospitality. So, you might know by now what radical hospitality is, right? So, radical, just to review a little bit, radical means especially of change or action relating to affecting the fundamental nature of something far-reaching or thorough. Radical. Also, especially of change or action relating to or affecting the fundamental nature. That's the one you just read. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Advocating or based on thorough or complete political or social change representing or supporting an extreme or progressive section of a political party. Radical. Radical hospitality. So we're talking about something that is far-reaching, thorough, not surface, but deep. Also, hospitality. Hospitality, Alan was talking about with the kids, the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, or strangers. And, no, there. Oh gosh. <laughs> the slides do a little more than I expected them to. Um, relating to or denoting the business of hosting or entertaining visitors. So we here at Hope Gateway are about radical hospitality. As a community, when we welcome people, we hope that it will be deep and hospitable and radical and wonderful. And we also aim to do that not only when we're gathered together, but with every part of our lives in every moment, to be radically hospitable. And that's not a minor goal, is it? It's kind of a a major undertaking to be radically hospitable with our lives. So this um, week, Alan and I did um, something a little bit insane. Um, last July, we bought tickets to a show on Thursday, and um, we really didn't want to not go to that show, so we did, and we um, said, Kira, if we pick you up at your house and you don't have to drive, like, would you come and babysit for us like we planned? And she said, yeah, if you pick me up. <laughs> and then Alan got stuck on the way, and it was um, a little dramatic, and we were thinking, why are we doing this? <laughs> but we did, um, and it was wonderful. And there's one um, line from a song um, that was sung twice in the show that has really stuck with me. So I'm not gonna unpack it right now, but I'd like to share it with you. And if a door be closed, then a row of homes start building. And tear your curtains down, for sunlight is like gold. And you better be you. And do what you can do. 
when you're walking on moonbeams and staring out to sea. So I'd like you to hold on to those images as we um, share together a story. And it's probably a story that you've heard. And we're going to read it together. It's the story of the hospitable father. Maybe you haven't heard it called that before. But that's what we're calling it today. And it's from um, the book of Luke. It's a story that Jesus tells. It's a parable. And it's from the 15th chapter. And if you um, would be willing to read, I would just invite you to read a paragraph at a time. And read loudly so we can all hear you. He argued back, 
Listen, all these years I've worked hard for you. I've never disobeyed one of your orders. But how many times have you even given me a little goat to roast for a party with my friends? Not once. This is not fair. So this son of yours comes, this wasteful delinquent who has spent your hard-earned wealth on loose women, and what do you do? You butcher the fattest calf from our herd. The father replied, My son, you are always with me, and all I have is yours. Isn't it right to join in the celebration and be happy? This is your brother we're talking about. He was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found again. So as you hold that whole story in your mind, I invite you to take a look at some of these images and experience this part of the story.
question. Where and how do you see the spirit of hospitality in the story? Becky? He gave him hugs and warmed him up because he's home with dad. Yeah. He's giving him hugs and warming him up because he's home with his dad. Without question, he gave him the robe and the ring and all of it, without judgment. the image of the <clears throat> father looking off in the distance and I have this I have this sense that he'd been sort of watching on the horizon for him for you know every day watching and waiting so the sense of anticipating the arrival of someone even if it's not even if it's not certain receiving it or not receiving it.
no, actually, this is how we are. Like, this is, this is who we are. This is what we value. This is your brother. This is how we treat people. I know it seems unfair to you, but the reality is we are hospitable people. We extend radical hospitality. That's our family value. So I know you're feeling jilted, but let me remind you who we are. Hospitality and dividing the welfare are different. So he doesn't say we're going to give the brother a new hat. And I don't think hospitality precludes hard conversations either. Like I could imagine that after the welcome, after the calf, after the party, after the music, then maybe there was a sit down and a heart to heart. You know, and that'd be okay. Because hospitality and hard conversations can both go together. Right. Well I don't think the father is saying we're we're that the past is the past, we've forgotten it, right. there's nothing there. He's just saying we thought your brother was dead. <laughs> And here he is, standing in front of us, and so we welcome him. Like, this, that's what we do. there is a chaos in this family, in this story. There's an upheaval. There's a something that nobody really wanted, and, and only one person made the choice to get in that situation. But then they all had to figure out what to do after that. Yes. So, um, the scripture that's at the bottom of your sheet comes from Galatians 6, and I, um, maybe it was last Monday or Tuesday morning, these words just came to me. Let us not grow weary of doing good. And in the message it reads, so let us not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. Can you imagine the father kind of being fatigued? of his son. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we can just persist. Right now, therefore, every time we get a chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel weary these days. 
about all the good that needs to be done and all the good that I feel like I need to do and I know that I'm not doing it on my own, right? I know that any time, any call I make, any rally I attend, any gift I give to any person is not, I'm not the only person in the world doing that. And I do feel carried by all the people who are doing good these days. But it's still tiring. Because it feels like there's so much chaos. There's such a mess. But the truth is that we, if we persist, at the right time there will be a great harvest. Because it is all the little pieces of good, it is all the actions of each of us, it is all the ownership that we all take of doing good, of being good, of moving our city, our community, our state, our country, to a better place. And I feel like we own that more than we ever have. And that is a gift. Even though it is tiresome and it makes us weary. Well, he found his son. <coughs> he found his son. And he gave him what he wanted. You know. They all had what they wanted, all they needed in that moment, didn't they? But it, who knows how long it took and how long they waited for that. Yes? So, including that last verse speaks so powerfully to me because what it reminds something I've not thought of before about the spirit work of the Father must have been doing all that time, not just watching to the horizon, but working out his own anger. He must have felt his own resentment, his own disappointment, his own sense of failure as a father. He must have felt about the son, so that when the son did come back, he had done that work, and he was ready to embrace him. I've never thought about that. Well, it's also the last, the people closest to us. Yes. We start with the people closest to us. Yes. That's not where we end. Right. But we start there. Yes. And it also reminds me of what you said, Margaret, about the thinking of his son and strangers in the same light, that we do the work on the people that give us the most anger, that are yes. the closest to us. But if that gives us compassion for the people who are in circumstances like the people we love, who maybe made bad choices and hurt us, then we have compassion for everyone. And that changes us, and that changes them, and it changes the world. But it's not without considerable pain and the willingness to confront and deal with that pain. Right, it's not easy. Right. And it's and that's why we're the community but as my favorite author, Glennon, who I spoke about last week, says, pain is a gift. And it actually is what helps us grow and helps us love. And we are meant for pain, actually. And if we push it away, it harms us. If we embrace it and work through it, it strengthens us. So I'd like to end back with the quote from one. 
If a door be closed, then a row of homes start building and tear your curtains down, for sunlight is like gold. And you better be you and do what you can do when you're walking on moonbeams and staring out to sea <coughs> or staring across the field or staring out into the snow because hospitality is coming and hospitality radical hospitality is a gift that we're ready to give.